2: Go free record on my count 7
0: 6 5 4 three, two.
3: roll A fade up on A
0: Miss to, to the top you're tuned in to the eagle hour
3: all right here we go Monday edition of the super talk eagle hour we're broadcasting today from the southern bank course studio in Hattiesburg everybody here in this very warm southern bank studio Kelly's already sweating and we haven't even started
2: I think that might be turkey overload it could be. <laughs> yeah, yeah it could be
3: Uh, I want to thank Dickey's Barbecue for their sponsorship of the opening segment of the show every day. It's a great place to take your family for a meal and a great place to cater a Christmas event. If you've got one upcoming, you need to reach out to them soon. Give them plenty of time uh, to coordinate what you need, and they will do a first-rate job. Football coach Will Hall joins us every Monday, and uh, we concluded the regular football season uh, Saturday morning, actually, at 11 o'clock with Southern Miss and Troy and A lot of changes have taken place since then, a lot of breaking news. And, Coach, we want to get to all of that. But let's stick to the format real quickly. Give us your overview of the final game against a very good Troy football team.
1: Yeah, you know, guys, uh, disappointing season. Like I said, nobody's more disappointed than me. And, you know, the last game was kind of that way, too. You know, I think what we saw over the last five weeks was, you know, App State and Troy playing for the conference title, we, we can play with those guys. You know, we can, we can line up with them in the trenches and we can match up with them and play. We just got to coach better and schematically be better and get these guys in better situations. We got to grow them another year. As far as this last game goes, you know, uh, I thought the turning point was kind of right there uh, in the third quarter. You know, we deflected a ball and it hit us right in the hands. We had a chance to pick it off. And if we do that, it's 14-10 to at halftime. We're getting the ball on the plus side of the field. With a chance to make it 17 to 14 and take the lead. And we bat it. We should have caught it. And then it bounces back up. They get a first down. They end up driving and scoring to go up 21 to 10. And then, you know, Frank Gore's trying to make a play, he makes an inexcusable error and try to lateral that ball. And they scoop it and score. And now it's 28 to 10. So you got a 21 point swing basically right there. We get it right back, drive it and score. Ethan Crawford makes a nice throw to Ty Mims to make it 28 and that should have been twenty-one to seventeen, you know, at that point, without those turn of events. And uh, you know, I think that uh, I think this whole season uh, we've we've uh, we just got to we got to be better. You know, we, we've got to coach better. We've got to schematically be better. We're going to be. Uh, I think we've recruited well. Our young guys really grew as the season went on, and uh, I think we've got a chance to have a really good football team next year. We have got to solidify this recruiting class. There'll be some movement in it. Uh, that's the way it always is in every recruiting class. Going down the stretch, we're going to add some pieces. We'll probably lose some pieces by a kid's choice or our choice. That's the way it goes. But we're going to put together a great recruiting class again for the third year in a row. And I really like what we've got coming back. And I'm excited. I'm, I'm really disappointed and really agitated and mad at myself that, that, that we got in this situation this year, that we couldn't close out some games that were really close and win some close games. But I'm also really excited about where we're headed and uh, and where we're charging forward, to.
3: All right, Coach. Uh, obviously, much to get to shortly after the game. Jeremy McClain puts out a statement uh, voicing his support for you. Uh, then within hours of the news breaks that the defensive coordinator, Dan O'Brien, defensive line coach, Brandon Lacey, tight ends coach, Caden Cochran, have been dismissed. Uh, so if you can comment on how soon you expect those positions to be filled, and do you anticipate – any additional changes in your staff?
1: Well, there's been more than that. I, I, I'm not going to comment on all of them. You know, I love those men. I, I love what they've done since they've been here, and um, I just feel like as the leader of this program, um, we got to be better. And look, this is Southern Miss. We went three and nine in year three. Three and nine is not acceptable in a lot of places. It's certainly not acceptable at Southern Miss. Uh, I think we've seen a lot of gains in this program. From our talent base and recruiting to uh, the relationships we've built, y'all know what we've done off the field. I talked about that. Uh, not a lot of people care about that anymore, and and, and they just want to win. And I'm certainly understand that. But we are growing and developing these young men. We got to win. We're going into year four. Uh, we've got to get back on the forefront schematically to give ourselves an edge, and that's what I'm certain gonna gonna you know make sure happens. Uh, the first thing I'm going to do is get a defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator in place and then I'll build the rest of the staff around that. I'm excited, you know, about possibilities there. Like I said, this is a great place. We have built a great reputation for our environment and our culture and how we treat people. I've built a great reputation through my career of being somebody that's a winner and people want to work for. So, we got a lot to sell here and I'm excited you know about the possibilities moving forward. we got a great roster. People know that. People want to come here and coach. And uh, so it's going to be a very busy uh, several days for me. we got three recruiting weekends coming up, and I'm also working to hire those spots. But, hey, man, like I said on uh, my radio show with Lee uh, Roberts after the game, he said, well, Coach, we hope you can get some rest now. I said, Lee, we went three and nine. I don't deserve the rest. And, and I believe that with all my heart. Uh, I don't deserve to rest. We don't deserve to rest. We deserve to work and get this fixed, and that's what we're doing.
3: Can you give us any sort of timetable, Coach, on uh, the replacement of the uh, departing staff members?
1: As fast as it can be to be right, Bob. You know that's kind of like, uh, you know, when 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 the when the woman you're dating wants to know when you're gonna when you're gonna uh, propose to her. You know what I mean, Kelly? Uh, no, he know, doesn't. No, I, I have he, no, he no idea no, what man. you're talking about. Darling, I'm going you know, to propose as fast as I can to know that it's the right decision for both of us. And I'm working very diligently to uh, to make sure we go through the steps to do that because it's got to be right for these players and got to be right for this program. Uh, I came here to bring this program back to where it's supposed to be and do it the way uh, that people would be proud of and do it in a way that would last. In so many ways, this program is built to last but these are some critical hires right here, and uh, I'm going to do it as fast as I can to make sure it's. But I got to make sure
2: it's right. When you made the decision, coach, to to officially bring in an offensive coordinator this year, everywhere you've been before, you know, you've played, you've called called the plays, you were kind of the OC. Was there any one particular moment this year where you just decided? What you know, what, what was the turning point where you said, "I've got to have an OC."
1: I think that has been an ongoing thing since I've been here. You know, our offensive struggles are my fault, not 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 this staff's fault. We got we got a really good offensive staff that's been very successful everywhere they've been. A lot of them have been very successful with me in other places, and uh, you know it's been an ongoing thing over three years. And uh, you know I'm excited about about where we're headed with that.
2: Uh, do we do we know about a timetable too? Is or what has Frank Gore offered at this point as to what his plans are? He is eligible for another year. Um, what has he set up to this point, or when would when would you expect maybe to get a final answer, as Regis Philbin would say, from Frank?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that Frank's graduated from here, and uh, Frank's played four years here. These are very unique situations right. that we're under for about maybe one to two more years, guys. Just like with Will McGillis, you know, Will McGillis graduated from here and played here in baseball and because of covid he had another year normally frank would be done he's played four years right but he's graduated so he's got a lot of options he'll weigh those and make the best decision for him and his family me and him are going to the connerly trophy together tomorrow i love frank Uh, i'll certainly give him my opinion on things but uh uh you know the plan all along was this would be frank's last year here you know now has that plan changed you know maybe maybe it hasn't i don't know but uh like I said, we got a really good running back room. We got some good young ones coming back with Drake Clark and Kenyon Clay and JQ Gray and Chandler Pittman. We've got some uh, good ones committed, so uh, I, I like our running back room moving forward, and uh, we've got good enough talent there to be really good in some belt comp.
2: And you mentioned you mentioned that recruiting will kind of be in flux, and I'm guessing reading between the lines here that part of that is because some of the coaches who recruited these guys, are, you know, will. You know, may no longer be on staff, which could change a player's mind one way or the the other. Am I reading between the, the lines correctly there a little bit?
1: No, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, okay. You know, I, I, I I'm I'm a head coach that recruits. Everybody knows that from the moment I came here. Some places in that way, but I'm involved with all these kids. Uh, I think going down the stretch right here, we're a group of five. You know, we don't get the 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 the. You know, like we don't have first say so. You know, Alabama has first say so and Georgia has first say so and Texas A and M so and it trickles down from there. And uh so if they decide they want to spend five hundred thousand dollars on a kid, you know, then then they can certainly take that kid. And that's just the way college football works now. And uh so, you know, so they'll be they'll be moving parts uh and and it's not now nice. well, it's it's always worked, it's just legal now. But that's exactly right. You know, but but that's just the way it works. There's always movement in recruiting every school in the country, but we have got usually you you hit about eighty-five and ninety percent once you get to this time of year. Sometimes you hit more, uh, and so we're, we've got the, we've got the base foundation of a great young recruiting class. And uh, to add to this group, we've got to add to it. We're going to, and there may be some some movement, uh, you know, with the ones we have.
3: We're We're talking to head football coach Will Hall on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're going to continue our conversation with coach on the other side of a very short break. Stay with us.
4: You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top.
3: I want to thank Genesis of Hattiesburg, the official auto dealership of the Eagle Hour. Genesis sedans and SUVs are the finest luxury vehicles on the road today. And coming soon, the all-new Genesis showroom on Highway 98 West in Hattiesburg. Also want to thank Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. Miss Kathleen is loaded up with Christmas gift ideas and uh, if you've got a golden eagle on your christmas list it's a no-brainer you got to go to campus bookmark and campusbookmart.net. we're talking head football coach will hall get in here luke
0: coach uh two questions kind of unrelated first uh let's go back to recruiting transfer portal specifically or or generally what are you looking to do there um we want to ask you about it one golden eagle already hit the portal today that's inevitable it happens in this day and age but you know in the last uh last couple weeks of recruiting you know what's your what's your pitch um to uh to to hold on to this class uh, to the guys that are committed as well as you know what what are you looking for in the portal
1: yeah so for us uh, we need that we need receivers we need older receivers in the program that can really play so we're looking for transfer receivers uh we're on several good ones right now uh we're looking to get older at tight end uh we've got we got two junior college guys committed right now if that sticks uh, you know that'll that'll fix that issue uh we lost some older linebackers we have some on campus you know jalen sims and Kobe cage and Jacob Johnson are really going to be good players at inside backer. We've got one high school kid committed right now. We'd like to add another older guy or two there so we're not too young at that spot. And, uh, you know, I think you always uh, listen at quarterback. You know what I mean? Uh, We've we got a great young one right now in the program. We've got some older guys in the program. We've got a high school kid committed. But I think at that position you always listen. And then after that, you just kind of, uh, you know, you, you, you assess uh, whatever comes to you, you know, and, you know, how, how it fits. We feel really good about our young O-linemen in the program. You know, when you look at young tackles like Chris Hayes and Tank Welch and Gabe Cavazos, going to be really good players. We've got a junior college tackle committed. When you look at young guards like Cameron Barnes, uh, interior centers like Luke Rogers, Will Saxton, Claybron Pollard. Those guys are going to be really good group of five players. And then Kyron Barnes has played tackle for us. He may move inside the guard. He may stay at tackle. He's played a lot. All those kids were signed and developed here, and now they're going into their third year, second year here in our program. And uh, I think, you know, we've got a chance to be really good there. Uh, we've got some good high school kids committed as well. So, uh, you know, where we need to add old guys is receiver for sure. Uh, we'd like to add some more DBs. We've got a lot of good ones coming back. We got a lot of good ones coming back from injury after we finish the season. But, uh, we, we would like to add some more there. But with the portal, you kind of, uh, you know, you assess it as it comes to you. It's a little more like, it's not like, uh, how it used to be, Kelly, where you would open up, uh, the Sears catalog and you would pick, pick what you wanted for Christmas. You know, or like Amazon now where you just order and it comes. With the portal, you kind of got to wait and see what's there and uh, and, and, and kind of assess it as it comes to you from there.
3: That's not the only reason you used to open that Sears catalog, is it, Kelly?
2: Now, Bob, <laughs> but, look, the stuff that I say in the psychologist's office are, sp- are not supposed yeah. to be repeated. But I, I actually have
0: a football question. so um, <laughs> go, go, Please, <laughs> Luke, keep us
2: on track. We do want to ask uh,
0: – the schedule change. Um, Southern Miss headed to Ohio state, and that's been swapped around with Akron and Kentucky involved. Now, Golden Eagles go to the Bluegrass State. And coach, just kind of your comments on that, and, and maybe you know in, anything you know related to that situation.
1: Yeah, just excited, you know, to for the for the change because it keeps us you know down here in the South in our footprint. Uh, Kentucky's got a great football program; uh, they've been doing good for a long time. I've got the utmost respect for Coach Stoops. But it keeps us kind of down here in the South, in the SEC country, and uh, you know they're a team that's been to bowl games over and over. They've won ten games or more, uh, you know, I think twice over the last few years, and uh, they'll be a they'll be a great opponent. But you know, like I said, man, we're we're excited about the roster we built, and uh, we're going to have a great off season. and are going to put everything we can into that game, just like we did, you know, the Mississippi State game towards the end of this season.
2: So, so, coach, going forward to to next season now, to Southern Miss fans who are going, all right, we've had three years under Coach Hall's tenure. Uh, obviously, you were the first one to say that not happy at all with this season. What words of encouragement, besides the roster that you just talked about, do you have for Golden Eagle fans who who might, you know, legitimately or illegitimately might be saying, is Coach Hall our guy?
1: Yeah, I think the criticism is fair, Kelly. You know, I think the criticism is fair. I think the fans that are upset deserve to be upset. I think that I'm upset. I think we should be better than what we are. Um, I also think that this program is in much better shape than it was three years ago when we got here. Uh, we did win a bowl game for the first time since 2016 last year. I mean, we had not won a bowl game since 2016 now when we got here. So it's not like, you know, everything was in good work and order. Uh, we fixed the infrastructure. We're really close. Uh, we're in the games. With the teams are in the upper echelon of this league, except for one. We played really bad that night. Uh, we're going to make the changes that need to be made, made to get us on top. And we got a lot of really good young talent here. And uh, you know, it's not like this hadn't happened before here in football or other sports. You know, and we've all talked about that here, from Coach Ladner to Corky Palmer to Jeff Bauer. You know, All as right. they were building their programs to what becomes such great programs, year three and year four sometimes are tough. And uh, we should have been better this year. I certainly recognize and accept that responsibility. Uh, but And we're going to be. We're going to be better.
3: Coach, I think everybody can look at Ethan Crawford the last few games and, and see some reason for optimism there. This is a really young kid. I mean, at times he looks young, but he really looks like he has a big, big upside and so, you're, you know, uh, you've got something to build there on. Talk about his performance, and, and what do you think the future holds for this kid?
1: Yeah, really talented young man. It's a winner. He's got a bright future. Uh, he's got some more competition coming in uh, that's going to continue to push him. We're going to keep coaching him, and uh, we're going to get a, you know, a proven offensive coordinator in here, man, that, that's proven to score points, and uh, we're going to get this thing rolling and uh, Ethan's going to have a great shot to be at the forefront of that, and uh, we're going to have some more competition in here with him. I'm excited about Ethan. I think he's got a chance to be a really good football player for us and just excited about the direction we're headed in, you know, offensively as a whole and and, in this program as a whole.
3: And and that position was not officially listed in the changes on the staff. Am I correct about that, offensive coordinator? But you're confirming that there is going to be a new O.C., Coach?
1: Yes, yes. Now, you know, uh, like I said, our offensive struggles over the last few years were my fault, and, uh, you know, we're going to move, move forward from there, yeah.
2: Yeah, but you, but I just have to kind of wonder, Coach, because at the, at the different levels that you at, everything just clicked, man. You rocked and rolled offensively. I mean, what, what's, what's been the difference? That's the thing that I just scratched my head about, you know, is, you know, is, is there an answer? Is there a concrete answer?
1: Well, look, Kelly, you know, here's the thing. Right, wrong, or indifferent, it hadn't worked. I accept responsibility for that, and uh, we've got to do something different moving forward, and that's what we're going to do. Well, we got good coaches on this staff. that do a really good job. We've recruited a good roster, and uh, we got to make some tweaks. We don't have to make wholesale changes. We've got to make some tweaks, and, uh, you know, that's what we're going to do. And we feel really good about those tweaks being successful. And we're going to recruit and keep going. And uh, it's going to be a, you know, it's going to, there's going to be better days in front of us.
2: Yeah, you guys, Bob and Luke always criticized me about, you know, Ethan Crawford running back. But you got and look, I know he's a quarterback. I get it. But that guy can run, man. He's That's why he needs to play quarterback, Kelly. <laughs>
0: oh,
2: man. I'm just saying, Coach, man. you know those
0: – this is going to be real insulting, Senator. Coach, you know sometimes these head coaches will do these football clinics for women at the beginning of the season, you know, to teach them football 101. Are you going to get Kelly? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, Kelly – we may need to schedule Kelly for, for one of those.
2: So – <laughs> Anytime there's a room full of 50 or 60 women, count,
0: count I, me in. I do want to ask you this about a minute left, Coach. Um, special day, of course, oh, I can remember as a senior running out there what, what Coach Bauer told us, and uh, you and Jeremy McLean standing at midfield. I know it's just sometimes special conversation, special you know parting words in that sense to, uh, to your senior class.
1: Yeah, a lot, a lot of great guys that, that spilt it you know, for this university. A lot of older guys. And know, uh, we certainly appreciate them and everything they did. Like I said, we're in much better footing than we were when we got here. Like I said we got here, man. Y'all know we've talked about. It. We hadn't won a bowl game since 2016. We had 27 kids academically ineligible. When this group leaves, we're in great academic standing. We won a bowl game last year. We've got a great core nucleus of young kids. We're acting right and doing right. Y'all are here all the time. And we're really close to winning, you know, and uh, – I feel bad that I let those young men down and we didn't have a better season than what we could have had. Uh, we got to coach better, we gotta play better. we gotta make a few more plays in about five games and this season looks different. and you know I don't know if I'll ever get over that or not. and because uh, ultimately that's my responsibility and I love those kids. but I can tell you this we're gonna we're gonna get it done moving forward and I'm um, excited about where we're headed.
3: Coach, I want to say this real quickly. Back before the season started, I called you one afternoon to ask you about being on the show. You immediately responded. You told me you'd be there, and you've been here every single Monday. And we know it hadn't always been easy, but we're grateful to you for that. We give great respect for that. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again in the very near future.
1: I appreciate it, guys. Y'all know me. I don't run from the truth. The truth is what it is. Like I said, the criticism's fair. But hang in there with us, Southern Miss fans, because we need you. We're right on the edge of some really special times, and we have just got to get over this. And we're going to uh, we're going to be able to do it together.
3: All right, Coach. Thank you, Coach Will Hall, everybody, head football coach Southern Miss, who will be back next year. And to that speculation, we'll be back as well. Hang on. Southern
0: Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
3: All right, I want to thank Coach Will Hall for joining us all season long. Really, really do appreciate that. This segment sponsored by Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Great place for lunch. Great place to take you in the next big game. Great place to meet your friends for just some good Southern Miss conversation. They're right there in the shadow of the rock. We appreciate all they do. Uh, we were talking about all those changes on the uh on the coaching staff and and now Coach uh, Reveals that there will be a new offensive coordinator. No better time to bring uh, Lee Robertson Roberts on the phone. We can put that out there. He's is the, uh, is, is it possible? We're, we're looking to trade Kelly, Lee. Is there a deal we might could work that would get you the O.C.'s job and we could get rid of Kelly?
4: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe we could work that one out. So I have to pull some, <laughs> some heavy strings. <laughs>
3: uh, heavy, heavy strings. Oh, that's, that's a cool. fat joke. Oh, I, I, heavy no, strings, no, heavy no. strings. Heavy strings. <laughs> heavy strings. All right. Uh, Look, like, let me just be honest. It's been a hard year, and last year we we watched all these quarterback changes, and that was a hard year. This has been a hard year, Lee Roberts. Uh, your thoughts now that it's finally over?
4: Well, first of all, I feel like I honestly feel like it flew by, which is which is kind of ironic because as hard as it has been, and as you know, as bad as it seems we've played, you'd think they would kind of just. It would have been a slow process, but really, it's it's flown by. And yeah, you know, you finished last year. You know, getting bowl eligible, going and winning the bowl game. You know, a lot of hype coming in. We we have transfers, and you know, just some some panned out, some did not, right? And you know, I, I think everybody's it's it's fair to say that you know we were in most games. We had a chance in most games to, to make plays. There were times we did not execute or the ball just you know, didn't didn't go our way. I know I've kind of said that a lot this year and I, I feel that way. You know, even even Saturday just it was kind of the, the culmination of the way this season's been. And we come out the locker room and uh Troy Troy's first pass across the middle goes off their defender's hand I mean their off their receiver's hands into off of multiple defenders and then back into their hand their hands for a you know, a catch across the middle and that's just kind of what, that's kind of what it's been. I mean, it's kind of like a pinball. You, you you never know if it's going to be an offensive day, a defensive day or, or neither. Um, But, you know, I mean, I, I, and I think Coach Hall would, would say, I mean, obviously he has, he he feels like that he's seen improvement in, in all areas. I mean, obviously we did not meet expectations and you know, to the, to the general eye, I think you know, you look at the record of three and nine, it's like, man, we, we are not very good or didn't play very good, but there were, there were some bright spots, you know, one of those being Ethan Crawford coming in late in the year, obviously last two games playing hurt just shows you he's a tough guy, but uh yeah back back to your original question it has been a it has been a tough year
2: going forward, Lee, fair to say that and here drag out the dead horse, bob he might be smelling he might have flies on him, but I'm going to beat this dead horse again. Until you alleviate this quarterback position no, and have right. a no, solid right. number one, no. I don't think your expectations can be any better than what and we and had let this Let me piggyback
3: year. Back on that real quickly. So moving forward, you've got Ethan Crawford, and you've got this highly recruited, thought-of kid, John White, that that apparently is, is coming in. Is that going to be the quarterback battle? I mean, the, the two kids that transferred in from Houston – and Clemson are are they going to still be in the picture in in your view next year?
4: You know, if they choose to be here, then I think they could play a. Honestly, just kind of the way the season played out, I, I think it's I think it's Ethan Crawford going forward, and then if John White comes in town, I think he'll he'll be pushing him. So I think those two youngsters are are very talented. They they both do very good things, and um, yeah, so I'm not sure, I man. And I love. I love Billy Wiles, I love Holman Edwards. I, I hate things did not work out any better for them this year, um, you know. But it, it, Ethan, Ethan, kind of became the guy late late in the year, and um, yeah. So I think I, I think they are. I think those are going to be the two guys we will look at in the future.
2: But back to my question, Lee. I mean, fair or not to say that until the quarter again at any level, pee wee rookies, midgets, whatever, all the way up to professional. The quarterback situation has got to get resolved.
4: No, I, I I totally agree. I mean, you will not win games and you will not win championships if you don't have a stable quarterback. I mean, and you can see that in, in all areas, college, pro. You mentioned down the peewee. Yes. So if you don't have that position, then you're not going to be a great football team, and that's where you start. You start with the quarterback, you build your team around your quarterback, and then you go from there. I mean, there's other areas that Will factor in as well, but the quarterback position, and I'm just saying it because I was a quarterback. But you know, the most important position on the field, I believe.
0: Lee probably, uh, if, you know, just kind of the, the vibe you get and what he what he insinuates on social media. Probably the last time we may get to see Frank Gore Jr. in in uh, black and gold finishes, if that's the case third all-time behind uh, Damian Fletcher and Ido Smith. And just for, if it is the last time, um, you just kind of showed us with that 57-yard touchdown run, you know, what kind of the, the career that he's had, and just allow you to comment on him one last time.
4: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, if uh, if indeed, I mean, obviously he's a junior. He participated in uh, senior day. So in, in the back of his mind, he was thinking that Saturday was going to be his final, final day for Southern Miss, if it means moving on to the NFL or if it means – you know, Coach Hall having a conversation with him and, and him coming back and deciding to come back for that final year. Uh, wonderful. Or if, for heaven's sake, he decides to get in the portal and transfer. I'm not sure, but, you know, I will say this about Frank. I mean, one, he's a hes a great kid, great character. People love him. The smile is contagious. Um, he, he's a winner. He's a winner. he He's a guy that is willing to do anything to help his team. Uh, he, he's as hard a worker as you're going to see. And you gotta give him credit because he has he stayed around in a tough time. He honored I mean, his he, commitment. He's the
2: yeah. he is
4: the one guy that you would think over the last couple of years would have bailed and jumped ship. But no, he he decided to stay here and um and be committed to the University of Southern Mississippi and you know, and for all things that he represents that right there will always stick out in my mind about Frank Gore.
0: Yeah, it's particularly I think a lot of people forget about it with all the in 2020 with all the tumultuous locker room with the three head coaches. He stood up and said, "Hey, I'm not going anywhere." And he was a true right. freshman then. And the fact that you know he provided that type of leadership, and you wonder if if the glue of Frank Gore Jr. had not been around these last couple of years, you know what what it might have looked like.
4: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, uh, you can always say. What if or, or what have you know, what have you. But yeah, for that guy to, to stick around the way he has, he has impacted impacted me, and impacted these coaches and all of his teammates in a great way.
2: Lee, I want to go back to the, before the season even started, the odds makers in Las Vegas, and you can laugh if you want, but we know that, that sports gambling is a big business. All right. Their job is to get the number right so that fifty percent you know, we'll put their money on one side and 50% will put their money on the other. Vegas had the over-under win total for Southern Miss at four and a half. Four and a half wins is all Vegas thought that Southern Miss, that that was going to be a really close number. With that said, did we as a fan base maybe over-expect from this team? I think, I think we
4: did. I mean, I, th- I really think we did. I mean, just because of the year we – we developed into last year, and coming off that win, and again adding adding players, I, I really felt like we were going to be a better team. And you know, on paper, we were better than than I thought. And obviously, on on game day, it just didn't turn out in our favor. And yeah, so our expectations, I think, were, were set extremely high. And um, I, I think Coach Coach Hall is a, a positive guy. I think he truly believed in what he had. He felt like he had the the pieces. That he needed, and you know, he added two transfer quarterbacks from, you know, really good programs, and he thought bringing those guys in would would have been um, a huge thing. I mean, it took it took Coach Hall down to the final week and pre, uh, in the preseason to name a starter, and that just says a lot that those guys were battling back and forth. But um, yeah, I think the expectations were really, really high, and uh, we just didn't live up to it.
3: Lee, the uh the coordinator hires are gonna be really important, but the offensive coordinator, I think, particularly important because you've got to develop. Uh you've got to develop two young quarterbacks, assuming that the the white the John the John White kid comes here. You've got two really young, talented kids, but developing those kids is gonna be crucial, right?
4: Yeah, I agree. And I think even before that it's gonna be, you know, how quickly do we get somebody in here to you know, help with recruiting and to help sell this program before signing day, which is, you know, in December. But yeah, uh, you got you've gotta have a guy that's gonna be able to develop these guys. I mean, I think Ethan Crawford will be the first to tell you that there's a huge difference from high school ball to division one athletics and again a lot I mean you could you could see just the talent that he had, but again, you know, just because of his, his lack of experience, it really hurt him in many ways. And so yeah, there's gotta be a lot of development for sure.
3: All right, my friend, we want to thank you for uh, being on the show uh, all fall. We're going to keep bringing you back on the show because you're going to do all the uh, the home ESPN Plus basketball games. We're going to turn our attention now to uh, Reed Green Coliseum, but uh, we appreciate uh, your input all fall, and uh, we'll look forward to having you back on to talk a little basketball here real soon, Lee.
4: Yeah, looking forward to kind of shifting gears and uh, you know getting in the Coliseum and you know, supporting uh, two really good programs. So, looking forward to that. And again, looking forward to carrying on a conversation with you guys. So, appreciate what you guys do.
3: Right, you're always welcome here. Lee Roberts, everybody. Happy to say a good friend of all three of ours. All right. When we come back, we'll digest all of this. And there's a lot, there's a lot to digest.
0: Top. Final segment on this Monday brought to you by D Bat and D One Training on Hardy Street and Hattiesburg. Christmas coming up. Memberships. Make a great Christmas gift from D Bat and D One as well as everything in that pro shop. D Bat on left, D One Training on the right on Hardy Street, D Bat Hattiesburg.com. Over the weekend, Lady Eagles. Undefeated, baby. There they go. They beat okay. Sanford, right? It was a low, 33 and Valpo. Yeah, yeah, and Valpo, men get a win. Donovan Ivory had like his entire cheering section up in
2: Milwaukee yeah, as he went home because he was you know played at Green Bay before coming here. Yeah, so they won ninety to eighty-four,
3: a hundred percent better performance. It yes. was from the foul line and and the shooting floor.
0: Men travel to UAB on uh, was it Thursday or Friday? Was this today, the twenty-seventh? Yeah, Friday. Men will. Take on um, UAB. Women Saturday will take on Ole Miss. All right. There has been movement in the Eagle Hour Uh, picks.
3: Oh, say it ain't so. Over the weekend. Say it
0: ain't so. Let's recap the the Sun Belt from Saturday. Of course, Golden Eagles fall to Troy, 35-17. Old Dominion scored like a bunch of points at the end of the game and knockoff – georgia state twenty five twenty four Louisiana beats Monroe. We
2: should mention Terry Bowden gone after three years. yeah he got the heave ho. I'm not sure that that was a real good move because you know what who's going to be you know salivating to get that job with yeah. limited resources no nobody, nobody does it better. You talk to these other colleagues, nobody does it better than and it Terry falls Bowden. it
0: falls you know our our friend Matt Kubik, you know who's the o c over there. They put up some good numbers this year offensively um Louisiana defeats Monroe 52-21. App State locks in a Sunbelt Championship appearance. They blow out Georgia Southern 55-27. James Madison does the same to Coastal, uh, erasing the Chanticleers title game. Hopes 56-14, the Dukes win. Marshall holds down the fort 35-21 over Archie State. And then Texas State.
2: Runs away towards the end, 52-44 over South Alabama. And Charles Huff, the head coach at Marshall this morning, said he is uh, making some significant staff changes. Uh, so he is going to be there, but many of his assistants will not.
3: Musical Here, chairs.
0: Here's the news. So Appalachian State and Troy set for the Sunbelt Championship this coming Saturday. Twelve teams. Count them. Twelve Sunbelt teams. Unfortunately, one that's well, not. Well, i just – I'm no. just saying. I'm speaking as a Sunbelt guy yeah, now. For sure, this is unheard of. Yeah, that's I mean, great. so we'll we'll have to wait and see. And
2: it. and the Dukes of James Madison, because there were not enough bowl eligible teams overall. The Dukes are at least going to get to play a bowl game. That's the yeah. very least they deserve. And I would not want to play them. I wouldn't either. No, I wouldn't.
0: All right. Here are your updated standings. Yes. NFL, of course, we all missed on Thanksgiving. Packers beat the Lions. Um, Bob and I missed on the Saints. And uh, now we're all pulling for uh, the Saints to tank and Todd Munkin to be the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. I
2: figured you guys would take the hoot at. Yep. The Dirty Birds, man, do, it, do them every Jags, year. Jags, Bob and I
0: got that. Mm-hmm. Bob and I got that. And Texas. I didn't. Yeah. So, for the week, um, Bob goes 6-4. and four. Kelly goes 7-3. and three. I go 5-5. Five and five. Again, I pick Southern Miss. But for the year, Luke Johnson in third place, 75-51. and 51. He's five games back of the second place leader, Bob Getty, who is 80 and 46, who is one game behind Aww. the now leader, Kelly Center, who is 81 and you know, forty five. He,
3: he got the lead by voting against the Saints. Now, what does that say about well, that? Tra- We're supposed to try to pick all the of winners.
0: you guys have the lead because you vote against Southern Miss. I just want to make that really clear. I was with mm. Vegas every, every, you know, every step of the way. So, here. because I have picked the Golden Eagles. Every game this year. This is what we're doing for the final final week, okay? We will, beginning Thursday, we can do Friday, um, I'll I'll call in from Oxford with the state championship games. We're going to pick all ten conference championship games, and then we're going to pick three NFL games, which is more than what we've done. We've picked ten games every week. But we're going to pick 13, and you guys can
2: truly show that you're the champion, and I'll just try to play caboose. Now, who can show that they're the champion? Because you
0: got a one game lead, but thirteen games, game anything game. can happen.
2: Yeah, but this is the first time all year that I've had the. We
0: league. all know you're going to pick New Mexico State over Liberty in mm-hmm. a Conference USA
3: Championship. Yeah,
2: put the Bengals in there. Is too. there a third box? Congratulations, by the way. Congratulations to Delaware,
3: who's the newest member of Conference yeah. USA. The Blue Hens. I want him to have to pick the Bengals
2: game the last okay. week. I, well, I would have told you. Well, the go Beng- ahead. I haven't even looked at it. We'll pick the Saints. We'll pick the Bengals. Who's the third team we'll pick? The Bengals are playing Jacksonville next weekend. So the Bengals without Joe Burrow, forget it. I mean, we got we got Dame Judy Dench quarterbacking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there's no chance. 13 a- games this week, and you guys can duke it out. That's re- that is
0: really, really good, the fact that there's only one game between you guys. Yeah, it is. It's all, all year long.
2: Like I said, I've never had the lead going into this. I would one. at
0: least be tied if I didn't pick not, the I really thought
3: You're not going to hang
2: on to it long. I, I really mean. thought Archie State was going was gonna to pull me another game ahead. I really yeah, um uh, Sorry. But they're they're bowl eligible. So Butch Jones apparently is going to keep his – It looks like every coach in the Sun Belt is back except for Terry Bowden. Yep. And why not? Like you said, 12 of them had, have made bowl games this year. So – Overall, a good year. Quick reminder, we'll
3: be in Columbia for two hours. Wednesday It's the Columbia Christmas Experience. We we'll always look forward to that. That'll be a great day uh, in Columbia. We hope you'll join us. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, probably more breaking news by tomorrow. Hope you'll join us then. Thank you for listening. Southern Myth. to the to top. The top. Slipping, slipping
4: into the future. Into the future. I wanna fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like
2: an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like a eagle to a tree. I go to the
0: revolution a super talk Mississippi yeah. Media Production.